Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. What is up, humans? Thank you for caring about independent music and consuming this podcast. I was about to say downloading this podcast, but you know, you can stream it. That's fine. All of these things exist. We are discussing Cleveland Hardcore today with the band Eric Egan. He plays in a band called Heart Attack Man. And uh, I, I love what they do. They're cool. Eric is a funny guy on the internet. That is actually how I discovered him and his band. But uh, we dive deep into his upbringing in Cleveland. We talk a lot about Cleveland hardcore because, um, yeah, he, that's how he discovered all of this beautiful world of punk and hardcore and indie rock and all the stuff that we all fully embrace and love. You, as the listener, you can support this show for absolutely free by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, or you can leave a rating on Spotify. I know you hear this stuff all the time and you're like, why the hell do people ask me for this? One simple word, the algorithm. I guess that's two, two, the algorithm. It helps discoverability, all that sort of stuff. And plus it just is, it legitimizes the show. When more people say, hey, this thing's cool, you should check it out. Those star ratings help, all that stuff. If you like to consume podcasts on YouTube, you can please do that. Just follow along. There is a link in the show notes. You can easily subscribe there. I would appreciate that uh, and follow along with the episodes as I publish them there. You can also email the show, 100wordspodcast at gmail.com. I know for those of you that listen to a week-in and week-out basis, you hear me say this all the time, but obviously not everybody listens every episode. So that's why I do this reminder. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just dive into the conversation. I loved this chat. I really enjoy what Heart Attack Man has going on. They're going to be going on tour with Spanish love songs in the next couple of months. And um, yeah, Eric actually 
found a spot in the basement of a venue <laughs> that they were uh, currently on tour when uh, I was speaking with them. And so, yeah, just tours all around, you know, it's great. So here is my discussion with Eric Egan from Heart Attack Man. I admittedly discovered you via your Twitter, which, uh, you know, that's a, a, a very real thing that people say in the era of the internet where it's like, oh yeah, I don't even know that that person made music. And then you retroactively get into a band. And I'm sure for you, it's one of those things where you don't necessarily care if people do make that leap because they're just obviously finding what it is you're putting out there um, interesting and entertaining. And that's the point of you having fun on the internet, I presume. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been, uh, I've been ever since I've been on the internet, I've been somewhat of a troll and, uh, I've always been making music too. So, I mean, you know, for me, it's just two parts of me. And if someone finds me from just how I am on the internet and then they find out, Oh, this guy makes music too. And if they check it out, cool. If not, you know, whatever, I'll still be doing my thing. Um, right. But yeah, there's plenty of people that, you know, I've come across that like followed or, you know, they're like, oh, I know, you know, they know about like the reputation proceeds, the internet uh, persona, if you will, kind of precedes me. Um, I've had people before where they're like, oh, yeah, I've seen you on the internet and stuff. I'm like, oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, if, if that's someone's entry point, cool. Um, you know, I've, there's definitely been a lot of people that have discovered us because of it and a lot of people that you know where that's translated into people coming out to the shows and everything um but you know similarly there's plenty of people that it has definitely repelled and you know i don't get too pressed about that i mean if 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 it's like i don't know behind every behind every band behind every artist it's like there's you know personality there's someone making it and it's like if someone doesn't D- deems that they don't like me based off of you know a sliver of my personality that's out on the internet then you know we're better off not we're better off not knowing each other we're better off right. not you know staying in our lanes sure and i'm sure that there's also that the kind of element of where people you know expect you to be just like you know a, a comedian or whatever where it's like oh, if yeah. you're just if you're having like a normal conversation with the person and they're like, all right, Eric, like, you know, what, what are you going to like make fun of me? Or <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not, I don't do that all day long. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've had people before, like, you know, like kind of similar to like my, I was talking about this with a friend recently. Um, just like the, how normal backhanded compliments are in, in music. Like when you're a musician, someone's like, Oh, that was actually good. And it's like, it's like, a very, you know, seemingly benign thing to say, but it is like incredibly backhanded. You're like, oh, that was actually good. It's like, yeah, oh, okay. So you're, the tone that you're saying that in is, is implying that you expected it to not be good. You know what I mean? It's like, just like weird little, weird little like uh, conversational mannerisms like that. Like things where it's like, I don't know. I was talking about that and like similarly, in conversation with people where it's like, they only know me from the internet. They're like, Oh, you're actually like really chill and nice. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. Do you expect me to just be fucking fried all the time? Like I'm just going to be, you know, in, in, in a bit at all times. Like, no, I would like, 
if I was like how I am on the internet at all times, like I wouldn't have any friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like totally, totally. I like it. Ever. I, would have the, I would just be like in a in a corner with like the most insufferable people on earth. And it's like, no, I mean, I have an off switch. I don't know. I'm, it's just a part of me. Like there are people that you know that like get this idea of me and they get uh they they're like you know they know a certain amount of me that i put out there but i mean i don't put everything about myself out on the internet you know that'd be that'd be scary right (laughs) and (laughs) and just that idea of the the element that it's like yes this can be a particular part of my persona in the way that like what people do when they're acting it's like this is not all me all day long like this is just me a portion of the time so yeah i mean and, and similar similarly too it's not like i'm like oh i'm putting on an act for people it's just you know it's a part of me that comes out and you know i lean into it at times and it's like it's not like totally put on just fake bullshit but like at the same time yeah i mean i'm not not just like not just always in that mode i guess yeah oh, i'm a complex guy you know i'm very very deep very complex oh <laughs> you as I like to say to uh, many people in general, it's that we contain multitudes and uh, you know, you're, you're one of those multitudes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll peel apart some of those layers, uh, but yeah, I just want to, like, exactly. <laughs> uh, I know just from like a biographical perspective, I know you were born and raised in Cleveland, which uh, as a aging punk and hardcore kid myself, uh, you know, it's a hard city and like there's yeah, clearly, oh, absolutely. So, what, do, can you recall when you, I guess, kind of like not even so much like noticed it from the scene perspective, but like noticed that Cleveland was definitely you know cut from a different cloth? Um. So, let me like the my sort of like entry point into all of this because it's like Heart Attack Man is not you know we're like not. I feel like we rest in a really weirdly particular lane where it's like. I don't know. We're, we're kind of in like, I guess like the pop punk lane, but like, you know, we, we've done a bunch of different kinds of tours and it's like, I don't feel like we very snugly fit into one place, which, you know, we, I like to think works to our benefit that we don't, you know, just do one thing, but like, I'd say more, more than less, it's like, you know, we kind of tour in the, uh, in the pop punk stratosphere and yep. uh this this kind of space but like we're all into all different kinds of stuff and it's like it's kind of funny because i find myself like um like my entry point into this sort of lane this like the scene i guess is very weird in particular where like where i'm at right now like so many people um expect that i've it's like everyone's kind of like it's expected that you've listened to x y and z like all of these bands and artists that are like gospel and it's like like for example i i uh i like my the first band i was ever like obsessed with was metallica and then from there i found like you know the misfits and then like minor threat and like old school hardcore punk and stuff and yep. like at the same time, I was also just finding like no effects and uh, like the bouncing souls and leftover crack and stuff. And so like I kind of got into this all from like a more punk side of things. And then from there, I eventually found like Lifetime, Kid Dynamite, stuff like that. And then, you know, kind of came in that way versus like I like as a kid, 
I fucking hated Fallout Boy. I hated My Chemical Romance. Like that kind of stuff was like popping when I was young, and like I've come to appreciate it. Make no mistake. Like I, I, you know, I, I understand it now a bit more. Right. But like I wasn't raised on that, and I'm not writing from a perspective of like being a uh, being someone that was influenced by that kind of stuff as a kid. So like growing up in Cleveland, I definitely definitely came into things a bit more on you know the more hardcore end of things um and i guess when it kind of started dawning i mean it kind of dawned on me right away that i was like oh cleveland is like crazy for right you know, like it's always been a weird place for punk and hardcore but like the time when like when i first started going to shows because it's like i first started going to like, I first started getting like actively kind of involved in the Cleveland punk and hardcore scene when I was really when I was 16. Cause I mean, that was when I like started driving and stuff. And like the shows I was going to, I was like, I don't want my parents dropping me off at these. Like, they'll never let me go to any shows ever again. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way they can know that I'm doing this. And it was like, you know, this sort of like forbidden thing you know i was like sneaking off and going to these crazy shows in very dangerous uh settings and stuff and it was like you know the main spot i grew up going to shows at was called the tower 2012 and it was it was you know just like a really sketchy diy venue um and it was a very tight-knit very insular sort of scene that like you know like it was extremely extremely tight-knit and just like everything was kind of existing on like you know, underground web forum and stuff. And like, it was, it was very, very low key. And, uh, the shows were crazy. And like, you know, that was kind of my entry point into a lot of things. And, um, the shows were very just like out of control and violent and stuff. And, you know, it was looking back on it. I'm like astonished. I'm like that. I didn't like ever get severely fucked up or anything or that I, that I like, you know, emerged from it. Okay. More or less. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was like pretty much right away when I was like, you know, a teenager, I was like, damn, like Cleveland is, Cleveland is something <laughs> else. It's a very, very bizarre place. Very weird, uh, weird musical history, all that, you know, it's like pretty much right away. I was like, and that's the thing is it's like, since that venue closed, it's like, yeah, I mean, I see traces of that kind of that kind of time and place around and stuff. Like it's still kind of embedded in the, in the culture and the scene in Cleveland. But like the, I haven't seen anything since then, like anywhere, you know what I mean? Like the, the play, the, that spot where I grew up going to shows, I'm like, that was just like a lawless, a lawless, like wild West DIY venue that like, I'm like, how did that exist? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I would go and hang out there and like, there were times, I mean, the, the most extreme, shit that was going on there i mean i would like me and my friends at the time we would go and hang out with you know people who live there and shit and, they, and there was one time where it was like you know they were like oh let's uh i got this i got this bulletproof vest let's go downstairs and you know someone put it on and let's test it out and like you know just shooting at shooting live bullets at each other <laughs> with a bulletproof vest on like straight up so reckless, so irresponsibly stupid and like could have gone like someone, like someone very, very, very easily could have died. And we're just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, you know, yeah, that's what you do off. here. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're just like, yeah, let's fire off live rounds at each other with a bulletproof vest. And then like, you know, 
oh, what else can we shoot down? Oh, there's a TV. Let's shoot this TV. And then like just so much crazy shit. I don't know. I feel like I could talk about it all day and it would just be like the tip of the iceberg. But yeah, I mean, that was like very, very, very quickly. I realized I'm like, this is one of a kind thing, you know, being submerged in this. This is like unlike anything I've ever seen before. Haven't seen anything since. And I feel like for better, for worse, that definitely shaped me as to who I am today and, you know, how I am. I feel like how I am now is overall pretty tame compared to what I grew up, what I grew up in. Sure. Well, I mean, on that, like realistically, especially from like the punk and hardcore scene, like you're talking about the only real scene that I could draw, you know, a comparison to would be like, you know, Detroit. And it's like, of course there's the overlap of, you know, bands would always, whatever your integrities and your cold of light, cold as life, like all of that sort of stuff. It it did. It always, to your point, it had that like outlaw, you know, potential biker gang adjacent energy. And it just, it it was legitimately dangerous. You know, it was like legitimately, (laughs) legitimately unhinged people making hard music and like fighting people, like people died. You know what I mean? Like it was like yeah. actually scary. There was actual edge to it. <laughs> you know, it was like, like cold as life is one of the most brutal bands to ever exist. <laughs> so, totally. Totally. Where, so what sort of, uh, I guess, how did you, I mean, like you, you said the musical journey as far as like, you know, Metallica and then, you know, kind of the punk adjacent stuff. How did yeah. you even get exposed to it in the first place? Was it like, you know, friends or just kind of the internet no, at large? It was all my dad. My dad put me onto Metallica. And then, you know, that was like, I mean, I was like in fifth grade when he showed me Metallica. In sixth grade, he took me to go see them. And like from there, it's like, like at the same time, you know, yeah, I was discovering the more punk adjacent stuff, but also I was getting into big at the time. You know, they were just really breaking out was Lamb of God. And that was like, I would say that Lamb of God is probably like the first band that I ever heard, like that had like breakdowns, you know? So I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But like, Lamb of God, um, and similarly around then it was when I was discovering Sepultura and then like, you know, Slipknot and Korn. Um, so like those were all kind of like the heavy hitters of of my childhood. And like even before Metallica, actually, I would say, you know, Limp Bizkit was huge for me because that was like my dad bought me a Limp Bizkit CD and didn't realize what he had bought me. You know, it was like the <laughs> uncensored version. And sure. he's like, don't tell your, don't tell your mom I got you this. But it, like, that was the first time I heard music where I was like, oh my god, this is this is crazy. I've never heard anything like this. But then Metallica was like my first favorite band. That Metallica is who inspired me to start playing music because I started on drums originally. So like, that inspired me to start playing drums and then guitar and then, you know, when I was thirteen, that's the first time that I like ever played live with you know my first band and stuff. And um, yeah, it was just all kind of downhill from there. Cause I mean, I started playing, played my first show when I was 13. And ever since then, I've always been in a band and always had either a show, a tour or like recording or something like some kind of plan coming up, something that we were working towards, like something that I've personally been like working on in some creative capacity. I've been, I've had something going on nonstop since I was 13. So 17 years now. And it's like, I just haven't stopped. Like even during COVID it's like we had, you know, heart attack man was recording. We had tours lined up for when, you know, when music came back and everything. So like, it's been like, I, I don't want to know what life looks like with, with no, you know, with, 
with no plan. I don't I don't want to I don't want to know what it looks like with like, you know, stopping that momentum. Right. Or or something to like not look forward to. Exactly. Like yeah. it's just my normal now. I'm like, dude, I always have to have something going on. I, I got to be like working on something, working towards something. I got to have some kind of vision that I'm like, you know, formulating and realizing. So yeah. You know, just, that's and, that, that, but yeah, to, to long answer short, that's kind of like, uh, my entry point into all of it was, you know, that's all, that's all on my dad. Right. It's all my dad's fault. Blame my dad. Um, <laughs> yeah, he turned me on to metallic and then I, then I found the punk stuff on my own and, um, and you know, there's been plenty of, plenty of people along the way who have enabled that and, you know, enabled me getting deeper into all of it. So, yeah. Were you, um, the, were you raised in a household like that? I mean, like you were talking about with the, you know, explicit lyrics and stuff like that. Was there a, you know, a, a type of flavor of uh, religion, you know, was there any kind of that element, uh, hovering over you? Actually. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, um, you know, my dad, like, turned me on to a lot of the music that I got into as, as a kid and as a teenager and everything. But like, similarly, I was, I was raised Catholic. You know, I went, I went to, uh, I went to like a Catholic elementary school and shit. And believe it or not, I was, I was an altar server. So, you know, I'm outing myself right here, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was an altar server, went to church every Sunday, all that. And, you know, um, that, that was definitely, that was definitely, you know, present. And it was a big part of my life growing up and like, you know, for better or for worse has shaped who I am. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, practicing. practicing. I don't, I'm not like, you know, I, I, uh, I would say that, you know, I don't, I, I'm not exactly a religious guy. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't, I would say I'm still like, I think there's some kind of rhyme and reason to shit in the universe. Like, I don't know, but like, there's no, you know, I, I, I don't know, uh, for certain. And there's no way that, I won't, you know, I mean, I won't know one way or the other. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I'm here existing. And, right. uh, but yeah, I mean like growing up, yeah, that was, that was definitely, uh, that was kind of, you know, that part was of the house, part of, part of the house for sure. And, yeah. but did, not like super, have- not super strict or anything. Not like, not like, sure. uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you have, uh, do you have brothers and sisters at all? Yeah, I have an older sister and a younger sister, so I'm I'm the middle child. Right, right. Desperate for attention. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm the, did you the, the yeah. least favorite? You know, I'm not the first. <laughs> I'm not the youngest, so by default, I'm the least favorite child. Of course, yes, totally <laughs> and, understand. And I'm the and I'm the only son, so like, you know, of course, I'm going to be the least favorite. <laughs> Right, right. Or, or alternatively, the weight of expectations is on you because yeah, you know, right, you, yeah. yeah, you got to carry on the name or whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you? Did you? Uh, I'm I'm gonna guess based on your articulation of you know playing in bands like once you were 13 years old. Did you necessarily care about uh, school or the idea of like you know getting a higher education, all that other stuff? Oh yeah, I've I've always like I I did go to college. I graduated and everything. I have an English degree. I went to Cleveland State. So like, yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've, um, you know, I've just kind of balanced the two, uh, I balanced like growing up, I always balanced, you know, school and, uh, music and like prior, you know, when I was a younger teenager, like I was involved in sports and shit, I grew up playing hockey. So like was very into, that was, that was a huge part of my life, like growing up and everything, you know, just over the years, sustained a bunch of head injuries. 
So, you know, logically I was like, okay, um, you know, I got too many concussions playing hockey. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to focus on music. And then of course, you know, getting into punk and hardcore, that didn't really help my case at all for avoiding head injuries. Um, so I got a couple more concussions from shows and all that, but like late, then eventually I was like, okay, I kind of got to chill out a little bit and, you know, try something a little bit different. And that's when I originally started Heart Attack, man. I was like, I want to like try something a little bit more chill, but you know, I've come full circle and it's definitely high energy again. It's not, not necessarily any less, uh, you know, maybe it's not like, not like full on, you know, we're not, we're not a hardcore band, but like still very high energy, all that. So I'm like, I guess the, the risk is still there for me to sustain head injuries, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, a little more manageable now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A little bit more manageable. And, but yeah, I mean, I've, uh, my whole life I've always kind of been balancing, you know, two or three different things. And originally at the beginning of heart attack, man, I was actually still in college. So that's like, you know, we didn't hit the ground running with touring and any of that, like right away. Um, I actually, you know, I was like, I played in a band before Hard Tag Man that I did do some touring with and, you know, I'd kind of seen, seen the country and stuff and it was like all DIY and I was like, not exactly like itching to, you know, go back and like go back and do that all again. And like right then and there, I'm like, Oh, I have to do this right now with this, this new band. I was like, no, let's just like take this a little bit slower. Let's like establish ourselves a little bit more locally and regionally and like, you know, take our time. And like, there's no real expectation, no, like no, uh, sense of pressure with it it was just kind of like let's do this like at a nice leisurely pace and everything and then you know i graduated and then i was like all right you know i've graduated should we take a take a legitimate stab at this and like you know try try our bet uh, try our hand at you know touring a bit more and we did and you know since then it's just kind of been off to the races just building on that momentum and everything check it out rockabilly.com is the place where you can find so much band merch that you don't even know where to begin, except you do because you go to their website and it's very easy to navigate. And on top of that, you get 10% off your order by using the promo code 100 words or less. That's the number 100 words or less. I love what Rockabilly does because it's all officially licensed merch. They have right now, they have $13 shirts. You click on a size, you get dumped into a whole cool page where you can just scroll through to your heart's content and buy a bunch of shirts. So when I give you 10% off, like I'm not only giving you free shipping, but you know, I'm, I'm hooking you up. I'm hooking you up. When I say free shipping, that means because of the discount, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, Rockabilia ships from the Midwest to the United States of America, gets to you very quick, amazing customer service. If you encounter any issues, which you shouldn't. I love this company. I love what they do. And I love the fact that I can give you a discount by using the promo code 100 words or less. Thank you for your continued support, Rockabilia, and sell some merch. Or actually, buy some merch. And maybe then you can sell it later on eBay or whatever. But buy some merch first and foremost. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all want more time in our lives. You know, whether it's like, dang, I wish I had like another hour to, you know, play video games or read more or get outside or whatever it is. I know myself that I actually get questions a lot in regards to this podcast. How do you fit it in your day? And like, how do you do the interviews and all that stuff to be able to then balance the rest of my life from my work and, you know, playing in a band and I have a family, all of these things. But that is why therapy is so awesome because it helps you be able to sort out your life to focus on the things that for one really matter to you and two, 
try to find more time for those things that you love. That is why I love working with BetterHelp. Because if you need to find a therapist, they're there for you. So give them a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient for you. And they can be suited to your schedule. And you fill out a brief questionnaire matches you up with your own personal therapist. And if you do not like that experience, you can switch it. No problem. No questions asked. It's great. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. It's an offer just for you, the listener of this podcast. That's betterhelp.com slash Ray. With you, I was going to ask about your touring experience prior to, you know, what you've participated in with Heart Attack Man. So yeah. uh, w- what was the name of the band that you played in before? And like you said, it was all DIY. So you were just, you know, playing basements and stuff like that. Did you, yeah. I guess, enjoy the, the, that touring aspect um, of it? There, were, Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I definitely look back and have fond memories. The band was called Ages. Um, it was a bit more of like a faster, melodic, hardcore you know, sort of, sort of pop punkish. Okay. Uh, you know, like that late two thousands, early two thousand tens. Like you know, like kind of uh, like bands that were like not hardcore but could play hardcore shows very easily. Like you know, like earlier title fight and stuff like that. Well, I was going to say like yeah. c- comeback kid slash with honor adjacent. Even though obviously they're mm-hmm. hardcore bands, but still. Yeah, yeah, like that that realm for sure. So it was more like that. Played, you know, did did that band for about four years. Um, you know, we pulled a pulled a a few longer tours. Um, it was just always kind of, you know, when we had time, like summer summer breaks and stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I look back on it. There's a lot of positive memories I have, you know, associated with that. There, also, I mean, there's plenty of negative memories. Um, there's a lot that I admittedly don't remember because, like, that was also just like a very dark time in my life. Um, on a personal level, just with what I was kind of struggling with. And, um, and just, there's just a lot that I've kind of blacked out, unfortunately. Um, but, but on the flip side of that, fortunately, there were a lot of friends that I made through that and a lot of connections I've made that, you know, kind of have survived to this day, people that I'm still in touch with that I met during that time that like, and also people that, you know, kind of got grandfathered in with heart attack, man, like, you know, over, over the years, it's like they've, we've just stayed in touch and, you know, but like, I definitely cut my teeth doing that. I was booking, booking everything. And, uh, you know, there, it was, it was definitely a struggle and there were times where it was like, just like unimaginably, uh, you know, like, like taking a 15 passenger van, with no trailer and being like, okay, us and our friends band is going to go on tour and we're going to fit all of our gear and our merch in here. And like, everyone's going to be on top of each other and stuff like just completely crammed doing the longest drives to play terrible shows. You know I mean? Like just, just like brutal, you know, and like doing this when I'm like 19 and like, it's, it's looking back on it. I'm like, you know, there's part of me where I'm like, I don't know how I did that, but also at the same time, I'm like, I'm really glad I did that. Glad like, it was, of course. Yeah. It was very fun, very exciting, but also very uncomfortable. Um, but I think for better, for worse, that definitely, you know, uh, and I, and I don't just speak for myself with that. Like everyone else in heart attack, man has also done it that way. You know what I mean? Like we ate shit for a long time and like 
and and loved it. You know, I mean, we're like we we willingly put ourselves out there like that and did the you know gr- we're grinding by and everything like being uncomfortable for years and years and years. And it's like I think that has conditioned us to uh, you know to have a bit more patience and resilience. I mean, now it's like we go on tour. It's like, damn, this is. I mean, yeah, it's still tiring. It's still exhausting. And you know, I'm like, there are days where I'm like, man, I'm. I feel like I'm at my wit's end. But then I'm like, then I like check myself. I'm like, dude, I'm in a hotel room right now. Like, that's crazy. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. If, like you know, ten years ago, if I was doing this, I was, uh, I was like sweating my ass off in a van. The AC was broken. Whatever. You know, what I mean, like sleep, sleeping on a park bench. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Well, and I, like, I think I legitimately slept on top of a van before outside exposed, like yeah. no blanket or anything, just laid on top of a van before. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, absolutely. So, and, that, and that was because, yeah, you would, you would suffocate in the van because it was too hot. Yeah. And there's no other option. <laughs> no. Totally. Like I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take like three t-shirts and ball them up and use it as a pillow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, and I, I think you hit on something interesting there, what you were saying, where, you know, because a lot of people that participate in the, you know, DIY punk and hardcore scene, like, you know, like you said, eating shit and just, tr- you don't, you obviously can say that now, but it's one of those things where it's like, you do that in no hopes of a- like any actual return. Like, you're no. not like this is part of a no. business plan. Right. You're just doing it because that's what you know to be fun and you know to yeah. be like, oh, yeah, it's one foot in front of the other it's an adventure and it's like, okay, like what, what's the alternative to this? You know what I mean? What am I, what I'm, the alternative is just like being bored and like doing something totally fine, but like predictable, like a predictable path of like, okay, like, you know, like, yeah, I was going to school and everything, but like go to school and get like a normal job and settle down, you know, in your early twenties. I'm like, no, like I, like I want to do all, like I want to do so much shit before I actually settle down. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It totally makes sense. Like, I feel like I gotta like, gotta squeeze, squeeze so much more out of, out of life when I'm younger while I can, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, my whole thing is I'm like, I don't want, you know, I want to go as hard with everything, like having a plan at all times and like having something going on and just like constantly, you know, grinding and shit, you know, I'm like, I want to do this while I can because I'm not going to be able to for my whole life. You know what I mean? I don't want to like look back someday and be like, damn, I wish I went harder. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Especially with the, I mean, there's no, there's no roadmap for anything that you're doing when you're, you know, 17 to 23 years old, besides just like operating mostly off of instinct and what your friends have told you to do. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, it was just not offing myself. (laughs) Sure. And honestly, it's like that keeping you occupied and busy, like you're talking about during that time you know, like I, I'm putting words in your mouth, but you know, probably saved your life. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't even want to think about like, you know, if I didn't get it, if I didn't get into it's crazy. Cause like similarly, like me getting into all of this saved me from a lot of shit, but like, similarly, it's like getting involved in, you know, the punk and hardcore scene, everything. It's like, I've like seen and been around people doing like the craziest drugs, whatever, like doing the craziest shit, shooting each other with, with, with a bulletproof vest on like, you know, shit that's like no, by no means safer than like a straight and narrow path. But like, it's weird. Cause I'm like, okay, like I've kind of like 
dove into this crazy lifestyle, like uh, this crazy, like, uh, I guess like atypical sort of like path. And it really saved me in a lot of ways, but like was consistently surrounded by like danger. Uh, yep. But for me, it's like, I mean, that's the thing is I'm like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to imagine like not doing that. But at the same time, I'm also like, okay, I'm like in this space and there's all this danger around me. But like, I mean, I've still like, I've never, yeah, you know, like I've never drank or done drugs or anything, which is like kind of a miracle, like thinking about it in context now. I mean, I'm like been around it, you know, for over half my life and like have never even, it's never even registered with me. Like, Oh, like, you know, we, everywhere we play, there's bars. I'm like, I never think till, and there, and like, you know, there's alcohol in the green rooms and shit. I'm like, I don't like, I'm like, okay, like whatever, you know, that's, that's not yeah, for that's me. What, that's, what, that's what other, right. That's what other people do. Did you, I'm like, what, where's the coconut water? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you actually uh, claim edge or is that not, that's yeah. not something you, Oh, okay. There we go. Well, yeah, I do. well hell yeah. I'm a 42 year old adult and I still claim edge. So way to go, well, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I understand exactly what you're talking about where it's like getting attracted to this, you know, subculture in CD element, even though, by all standards is like unconventional, unsafe, all all the things you're talking about, like, you know, allowing yeah. a 17 year old band of people to drive across the country and like no one dies. Like, it's just, you know, it's a miracle <laughs> after a miracle. But to your point, it like if you were being self-destructive on your own or including other people in whatever it was that, you know, you were getting into, like you, like you said, might not have been here. And then like, you could have taken other people down with you. And it's just like a whole, you know, I mean, tragic set of affairs. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's the thing is I've seen so much of that over the years. Like people I know that, you know, spiral and like, I don't know. It's like, uh, I mean, even just like being in a band and like in the, in the band sense of like where we're at now, it's like, we've seen so many bands come and go over the years. And it's like, I feel like this entire journey through music for me it's been like okay i'm on my path and there's like it's time time is just like with whittling down that sort of core of people you know and then like more people come in whatever but it's like it's like consistent like time just consistently weeds people out or whittles people down and it's like you know whether people go on a different path or something whatever but it's like you know overall it's pretty crazy like thinking of all the people i've met over the years there are people that I'm still in touch with that I've known for over 10 years, but like, it's, you know, I could probably count them on, you know, two hands and it's like, it's, it's pretty wild to think, you know? And then like, similarly of that, it's like, okay, of all these people that are still in my life and the, the people who have fizzled out, how many of the people who fizzled out went out, you know, and like clawing and scratching and like taking people down with them and like just being, you know, like a explosive train wreck. Yeah. Oh, t- totally. Totally. It's crazy. Yep. And you mentioned, and I know that you are, you know, a very large uh, business driver of, you know, Heart Attack Man. And like you said, you were booking a lot of the shows for, you know, your previous band and stuff. Did you get drawn to the business side of the bands immediately? Or was that something that you just knew you had to do? Because obviously someone has to do it in the band. No, yeah, quite frankly, I hate it. Like, (laughs) I never, uh, I was like, but I was like, I was also like, you know, it's got to get done. And like, if we're going to be doing this, I'm very much so like when it comes to any other band I've been in, whether it's hard tag, man, any other band, any, anything I do, I'm kind of like, okay, well there is shit that needs to get done. And 
like, I don't want to be the reason it doesn't get done. You know what I mean? Like, and what, and like, yeah, sometimes it's great when you have multiple people involved, like heart attack man is awesome in that sense that, you know, we all, we are all very driven. We all play our part. We all get shit done. It's not just all, uh, resting on me. Um, I think there are fans of ours that might, you know, kind of get it twisted that like this kind of operates as like a solo project and it's like, I have a backing band or something, but it's like, it's not, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I feel like I'm, the, I'm definitely the most publicly facing of all of us, but like, that's kind of the task. I, and I mean, I, I'd say task that sounds, that sounds bad. Um, sure. I mean, I, I do enjoy it too. You know, I mean, like I, I've, I take no issue with being, you know, being sociable and stuff and like doing interviews, uh, you know, doing, uh, whatever, like if, any, any of, any of like the social media stuff. It's like, I have no, I, I, I enjoy that. Um, and I have, I have my fun with it and stuff, but it's like, we all, we all do our thing and it's like, we all contribute and it's not just, you know, all like lopsided and resting on one person. Um, well, everybody, and to your point, not to, you know, interrupt your train of thought, but it's like everybody, everybody contributes something to the band, whether it's like, you know, Oh yeah, I play bass and like, I'm the, you know, vibe guy, or if it's like, you know, play drums and, you know, I can do the shirt designs. It's like, that's obviously what makes bands get propelled forward is everyone understanding their roles and not in a bad way. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, I've never been shy to like the business side of things, but like, you know, if there's something that like, I'm, I am, I have no fucking ego with any of that shit. I'm like, dude, like, I can try doing whatever, like whatever you need me to do, I can do it. But like, I'm, I'll be the first to accept that. Like there's, there are like a million other people that can do something better than me. And if we can, you know, if we can hire someone to do something like, and it's going to get done better, um, let's do that if we can, you know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm not like too stubborn or too full of pride to be like, no, I have to do everything all myself. It's like, no, I want, I want what is best for all of us and what's best right. for, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I, yeah, I, it doesn't I need can to, take you're, a lot. You're not a dictator. Exactly. I can take a lot on. I can, you know, I can, uh, fulfill different roles and do what needs to be done if needed. But like, and I can try my best to like try something new and learn something. But like, I'm also very, very like, you know, uh, very much so okay with delegating responsibilities and, you know, outsourcing, uh, bringing someone else in to kind of realize the creative vision and stuff. And, you know, cause I, you, we could be wanting to do something and, you know, I can only do so much. And it's like, we could have someone else help us bring that more to life and be like, this is what we want to do. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not, it's not just a, you know, one man crew. It's like, it's a, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not shy to take on more responsibilities and stuff, but like at the same time, I'm also not, you know, you realize your limit. Yeah. You realize your limitations. Yeah. You're like, (laughs) uh, on kind of on that topic as well. Like when, um, you know, you started to get traction with heart attack, man, and, you know, people started to pay attention to the band. How, how did you kind of like, absorb that and start to you know figure out like okay people are paying attention to the music that i'm making and people are paying more attention to me was that um i'm not going to say like an easy transition but like there's implications of that where it's like more people are you know watching what you're doing and stuff like that 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. It's like, I mean, with, you know, as, as we grow and everything, I mean, there's like, whether, you know, whether, uh, whether I've realized it at times or not, I mean, there's like a certain level of, I guess, responsibility, if you want to put it that way, there's a, a sense of responsibility that comes with that. And it's like, okay, like, you know, you're, uh, you're doing this and a lot of people are identifying with it. You have, you know, you have people that look up to you, people, you have fans, like you have, uh, I don't know. You got to like be cognizant of that and you can't be like, Oh, you have like, I'm only creating for other people. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I mean like at the end of the day, I'm like, I write music for me. You know what I mean? Like the, the music that I write is stuff that I want to hear. It's like expressing what I want to express. And like p- people that find that and resonate and uh, identify with it, people that that resonates with um, that's great. But like, yeah, I mean, there's like this balance of like, okay, like with that, you know, you got to be like, cognizant of like i don't know like i don't i don't want to be going about this and just be like i i hope to inspire like positive changes and positive like i want to be a positive example to our fans despite you know despite me just being a jackass on the internet like overall i feel like there is like i do care and i don't want to be a bad example i want like when fans of ours like young fans of ours like you know, I'll, people that come up to me, they're like, you inspired me to like get into fitness and stuff and start working out. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like that's, right. that's you know what I mean? Like that's cool as hell. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can have fun and you can like absorb all the, uh, me, you know, my jokes and me having fun and stuff. But like, you've been able to kind of parse through everything also and get something positive out of that. They're like, that's awesome. And you know, like people are like, this song really helped me through this or that or whatever. Like this song, was a wake up call to me that like the situation I was in was like, you know, I was, I was being taken advantage of or something It like inspired me to stand up for myself. I'm like, that is great. You know what I mean? Like overall I do want, I, I want to be like a, a good example. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like contribute to people like hurting themselves or destroying themselves or anything. You know, it's like, I don't know. That's like, I, uh, I guess with like, you know, us, us growing as a band and everything, it's been kind of balancing that, like just kind of keeping sight of that and just being like, you know, not letting, not letting other people's preconceived notions of you or like expectations or like, I guess like not letting the world, like letting everything else and letting the world shape you. But like, similarly, um, being aware of the fact that like what you put out into the world and what you say and do as someone with an audience, I guess, like, you know, that does have some kind of tangible effect sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think a lot of people, a lot of artists necessarily realize that or want to realize that or want to accept it sometimes. And like, for me, I'm like, I've accepted it. And like, I think it can be a beautiful thing when it's like, you know, a lot of our fans that, look up to me it's like if i can inspire any kind of positive change or i mean even in something as simple as like turning a like someone on to something like introducing a young kid to 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 sepultura for example or like napalm death or obituary like i had someone who told me they found they got into death metal because they saw me wearing obituary sepultura and napalm death shirts i'm like that's fucking cool you know yeah, i mean like the coolest right yeah. Yeah, like even something like that. I'm like, okay, cool. I was your entry point of that. That's awesome. Like, 
any kind of cool sort of like uh, enriching element in someone's life, whether it's like finding something cool or picking up a good habit or something, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not to like ramble on too, too much about it. But yeah, as we've, as we've grown more and more, I'm like, yeah, I'm cognizant of that. Try not to let it, try not to get too into my head about it. And I'm like, you know, having some like hyperinflated sense of self-worth. Cause I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm just like some fucking dude, but like, yeah, you're just a, du- you're just a dumb, dumb yelling into a microphone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean that in the most affectionate way possible, but to your point, yeah, but like, it's that idea of when you start to notice that people are noticing, you can go one of two ways about it. One, like you said, you can buy, or I mean, you didn't use these exact words, but just like you buy into the ego of it. And of right. course, there's always an element of ego when you're playing in a band, but it's what you do with that, where it's like you said, just this simple, like you being deliberate about your shirt choices. And I know this sounds like so stupid yet simple of like, yeah. yo, I'm going to rock these bands because like, I not only do I enjoy them, but it would be great if, yeah, if someone, you know, picks up, uh, you know, roots or whatever, or, and yeah. starts to understand what metal is and they've only been like a pop punk kid or whatever. And it's like, that's right. and like, even if, even if it's like, Oh, like your, your entry point of all of this is still our band. But like, I like to kind of like, I'm a big fan of wearing our influences on our sleeves at times. And it's like, you know, if, if I like kind of coloring it in being like, okay, like this, our band doesn't just like exist in a vacuum and it's not like, Oh, we just like right. out in the world with no influences or anything. It's like, no, I want to like broadcast to the world, like what I like and what's kind of formed me and everything. And it's like, you know, we're a collection of all these bits and pieces and stuff. And it's like, yeah, like I'm, I would say, yeah, it's like, I'm more, I've been more influenced by, all that kind of stuff, like all the death metal and then like, you know, more just straightforward metal and hardcore stuff. It's like, that's like foundational to me. It's like, I'm more influenced by that than like, than a lot of people would realize. And a lot of people would want to, or not even want to, but like, then a lot of people would ever imagine, you know what I mean? Cause like, I'm more influenced by that stuff than I guess stuff that would make more sense for us to be influenced by. Evilgreed.net is an amazing place for bands and record labels to find a web store solution for themselves or you as the consumer. Most importantly, you can buy merch from there. You could buy vinyl, long sleeves, sweatshirts. I don't care what it is. They got it in spades. But the cool thing about them is the fact that for one, they're giving me a discount code to give you 10% off your entire order by using the code 100 words. Go to evilgreed.net and you will see they work with a very specific and curated list of bands and record labels. Like they work with Nails, Gatecreeper, Power Trip, Full of Hell. And they work with amazing labels like Close Casket Activities, Flat Spot, Sergeant House, so many cool things. Basically, if you like stuff that is heavy and slightly artistic, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, it's got some thought put into the music. They work with those bands. They kind of act like a record label. And that is why I love Evil Greed. They don't just, like, bust the doors wide open and welcome any band. They are very specifically curated. So use the promo code 100 words after you go to evilgreed.net. Shop to your heart's content. They're based in Berlin, Germany, but they ship worldwide, and the rates here in the United States of America are very cheap, and it gets to you fast. So there's no reason why you should not go to evilgreed.net, place a merch order, use the promo code 100words, and you'll be happy. So there you go, and thank you for your continued support, Evil Greed.
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Something I've noticed as well, just kind of, you know, about whatever, as an outside outside observer with, you know, you and your band and everything like that, it seems like you operate a lot off of instinct and, you, you know, following what is obviously interesting to you, which, you know, that's how art is created. I know that's like a basic statement, yeah. but how, um, how do you kind of like weed out what is, um, either interesting for you to pursue in this particular, you know, band, or if it's like, okay, like I got to put that in the shelf. Cause that's something like completely different either musically or like, no, I can't do a, you know, whatever four hour documentary on our band or <laughs> like, how do you kind of yeah. op well, like filter through those instincts? I'd say like when it comes to instincts and stuff, like if it's like, I guess I'll start with like one facet of it where it's like, if I'm writing songs, for example, if it's like, okay, I want to try something and like I'm implementing some kind of influence or something like really for me, it's all got to kind of like, it's all got to revolve back around to like, okay, is this like, is this memorable? Is this good? You know what I mean? Is this, is this something that's going to stick with me and like make an impression? So it's like, what I like to do is like, I'll start working on an idea and then I just like, won't record it or anything. I won't record on my phone or anything like that. And I just like, let it sit in my head. And if I come back to it the day after and I still remember it and it's still there, I'm like, cool. Like there's might be something to it. Like, I don't want to just be like, yeah, I don't want to be just developing ideas that I'm like, okay, I have to record this before I forget, like before I forget it. It's like, no, like just work on shit that isn't forgettable. You know what I mean? So like for me, I kind of like weed through a lot of my impulses with that where it's like, yeah, I can impulsively just like come up with riffs or like come up with vocal melodies or whatnot. Like I can impulsively come up with shit all day, but that doesn't make it good. And so I'm like, I kind of parse through that by really just focusing on the stuff that actually sticks with me and sticks in my head. And so, and the stuff that like above all else just feels like feels, I don't know. It's like, there's a certain, there's a lot of just instinctual sort of like just feeling it out. Like, you know, talking about instincts and everything, but there's like this like sort of weird, um, inexplicable like sense in a way where it's like, yeah, this is like, this is, uh, this is hitting on a deeper level or something. This is like scratching something inexplicable, like deep in my core, I guess. It's like the, the, I mean, it's, I I feel like, uh, like I could talk about it ad nauseum and it still wouldn't fully make sense all the time, but it's like, I feel like a lot of creative people, it's like that creative itch. You know I mean? Like there's a creative itch, but then there's like this like deep rooted, like fulfilling sort of like, does the, like, there's something where it's like, okay, this doesn't just not only scratches a creative itch, but like 
fills a piece of like fills a piece of my soul for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? It's like, that sounds like kind of corny and pretentious, but like, you know, no, there's like, yeah, it's like, it's like something where it's like, okay, like that feels very good on a, on a deep level. Not just like, Oh, I, I cool. I, I, I've been on a kick of listening to this band and I wrote a song that sounds like it. No, it's like something where it's like, okay, this is like, you could put this on my, you know, put this on my tombstone. Like it's, it's, Sure. It's something that's like, you know, a, a, a bit deeper. I don't know. It's just like a, like a very deep a f- rooted sort of thing. Right. No, I, I, I understand. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to say it's the, it's the, the, the feeling like of what you're talking about. And like, once you have that feeling that like almost trumps instinct where you're just like, yeah. Oh, Oh, now I know what I need to pursue. Yeah. It's like a, a level beyond instinct, I guess. And like, that really just kind of pertains to the musical side of things for me. But I mean, like with anything else, um, you know, when, when, when it comes to like really just like other things that are kind of coloring in this, this journey for us and our path, um, whatever that may be, whether it's like, you know, make something for a music video, like merch designs or something like, I really just like, you know, kind of parsing through surface level sort of instinctual, things i don't i I don't know i don't really have like a hard set way of going through things where i'm like this is good let's let's develop this more this is this might be better suited to sit on the back burner i think whatever you know like we do operate very collectively a lot of times where i'm like i'll kind of like throw stuff here's the here's the mood board for this or here's like this idea pool we have going on what are we feeling you know and then it's like we you know kind of roll with something where it's like we're all kind of feeling this a bit more cool. Like let's keep rolling with that. It's like, you know, there's this kind of like gelling of like, um, you know, it's this kind of pool of like, okay, the best ideas are the ones that, you know, make it and the ones that get developed. They're like the ones that see it through and stuff. And there's plenty that there's plenty of stuff that, uh, it's left on the cutting board. Um, that like, you know, doesn't make it. And, you know, maybe we come back to that someday, maybe not, but like, I don't know. There's really no like written. There's, I, I can't really think of like a, I guess a definitive way of saying, you know, how, what kind of uh process we have to that. There is a lot of in- instinct that kind of goes on. It's like, okay, what like feels right or like looks right or just, I don't know, sc- scratches yeah. that itch. Sure. In, in, a, in a way that like doesn't seem, you know, in a way that is like, I don't know, kind of representative of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, last two things I wanted to hit on was the kind of along that same line of, and this is my own uh, sort of description of it, but like there's a lot of what I like to call interesting sort of art punk. I use that in air quotes because like clearly that's not a uh, good description, but like, you know, yeah. like you guys, like drug church, fiddlehead, and it's like, you, to what you were alluding to at the very beginning where it's like heart attack man doesn't necessarily like sit at the intersection of like, Oh, here's pop punk and hardcore. And it's like yeah. all of those bands kind of like exist either, you know, tangentially to all of those genres, but then also can play with all those type of bands. Right. Do you, do you feel like that's kind of, I mean, is a, uh, an actual wave as far as like, you know, people paying attention to that sort of stuff or obviously just like, you know, pure coincidence that it's all kind of all these bands seem to be, you know, kind of rising at the same time. That's a good question. I don't, 
you know, I haven't really thought about it too much if that's like, cause I mean, I, I don't know. We like, I love, you know, drug church and fiddlehead. Um, and I mean, I don't, I mean, we've toured with drug church. Um, we haven't done anything with fiddlehead, but I know Alex from fiddlehead. I don't know anyone else, but like, I really, I, I like those bands, but I don't, I don't like, I don't really, I don't know. I don't like think of, I don't really like think about it too much where I'm like, okay, where do we exist in all of this and what's our place and where do, you know, are we like part of a, a, a wave, so to speak? Like, I don't really, you know, I don't really think about that too much. Cause I'm just kind of like, we're just, I don't know. Like we're kind of here doing our thing and like, you know, we, they're definitely like, we have contemporaries in uh, no doubt. Like, you know, they're bands that like, I feel like, people will look and be kind of like, Oh, these are like, like kind of grouping bands in together in terms of like, you know, this band knows this band. And it's like, the, I guess something reminiscent of a wave, I guess. But like, I don't know. I'd say like in terms of the bands that like aren't exactly like the, like the cookie cutter uh, band, like, like, you know, examples you're pulling from with like drug church and fiddlehead, like, Obviously those are bands that like are, aren't super, super easy to classify where it's like, okay, yeah, this is, this is, if you say, if you said fiddlehead is a punk band, you're not wrong, but it's also not very particular. It's not like, like if you're like, yeah, fiddlehead is a punk band. It's like, oh, okay. Like, what do you mean by that? It's like, is it, <laughs> of course, like exploited. We talk of Liberty spikes. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like it's not descriptive enough, but it's also not, totally vague it's kind of vague but not like i don't know it's like you could say yeah drug church is a punk band phil is a punk band we're a punk band but like it doesn't fully paint the picture but like at the same time i wouldn't say that like you know i'd say there there are plenty of differences between us and fiddlehead between us and drug church i feel like we could play with either of them and it would be it would make enough sense but like i i i guess short shorthand uh answer of your question is like i don't know yeah i haven't really thought about whether or not like all of these different bands kind of existing on the fray of different you know at the at the crossing at the crossing points of a few different things or a couple different things like the bands that kind of exist on the periphery of you know of a couple different scenes like i haven't ever really thought about that of like oh or is is this in and of itself like uh, a wave Cause like, I don't know. It's like, you know, band like, like drug church could easily like they have done, you know, more pop punk leaning towards like they can do that. And then, and like people like them there, but it's not like their wheelhouse. And I'd feel like, I feel like for us, like, I feel like it makes a bit more sense for us. Cause I feel like we have a lot more pop punk sensibilities than drug church. Um, but like at the same time, you know, like, we did did a tour with state champs and like state champs is i would say you know a lot a lot more pop punk than us and it's like we did a tour with them and it's like yeah that makes enough sense but like at the same time there's like probably half if not more than half of the fan of their fans that like they're like what the fuck is this like this you know like they just don't get it they don't vibe with it it's like it's it's too too off kilter it's not it's not pop punk enough i mean like our the record we just dropped it's like a a prevailing sort of criticism i've seen with it is that it's not pop punk enough i'm like yeah we're not trying to be like we're not trying to be a cookie cutter pop punk band you know i mean it's like 
we don't want to be like we you know like we like making music that i guess gets categorized as pop punk but like that's not the end all be all for us you know we don't want to just be that it's like i want to i want to make shit that's influenced by like fucking beck and butthole surfers too and then like implement any other kind of influence like that i don't want to just be one thing Mm -hmm. well and i think that and I think that is why bands like that, especially too, where, I mean, you can point at drug church and fiddlehead specifically where it's like, yeah. they are coming from, you know, they're old dudes. Like <laughs> they've existed yeah. for a long time. And, um, they have like, to your point, that idea of, I want to incorporate like, dude, if I want to throw, you know, a dystopia blast beat in here, like what's going to stop me from doing that? It's like nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's and that will ultimately be able to open you up to more people checking you out because they're like, oh, yeah, this band that I thought was just like a total, you know, whatever, right off, you know, pure noise, whatever. Like, you know, all the disparaging things that people can say about certain, you know, record labels or trends or whatever, you can defy those by just obviously following whatever it is you creatively want to do. Oh yeah, that's uh, we we've run into that too, where people are like, "Oh, I thought you were like this kind of band, but I really like this song. I'm not a, as big a fan of this." It's like that's that's totally fine. Like you know, it's like you're right. allowed to just you, you can you're allowed to like just a couple right. songs by us. That's totally okay. Like you know, like <laughs> I love you know, it. Like, just the idea that like I could see you just you know completely harassing a kid. Be like, wait, what? Am, you don't you don't like every song in this record? Like, what's wrong yeah. with you? Well, that's the thing. I've I've had full on conversations with fans of ours where they're like, "Yeah, like I didn't, I really didn't fuck with your first record." I'm like, "That's fine. Like I don't either." You know, I'm like, "That was I was I was extremely fucking depressed, and like it came from a very dark place." I'm glad you don't relate to it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like I say that lovingly because it's our first record, and obviously it's still part of me. And like, you know, and there are fans of ours that love it, and like it means a lot to them. It still means a lot to me, obviously, but I say that, you know, it's like lovingly, but I, I will like, I'll, I will be the first to rag on it too. I'm like, yeah, I was fucking miserable. Then I was so depressed. Like I was going through hell and like, yeah, you got that record out of it. And I'm glad that I'm not there anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. so yeah, plenty of fans of ours. They're like, yeah, your, your first record's just too depressing for me. I'm like, good. <laughs> like, like stay that way i'm glad that you know i'm glad that you're like that you know what you want and know and that you're not just like blindly following like oh yeah i'm just gonna like everything this band does it's like cool like there's some depth to your taste and like you don't like everything we've done that's totally chill like even if you just like one song whatever and hey you know even if you don't you've never listened to us and you just uh you just see me on Twitter every now and then. <laughs> yeah, you're like that's that's great, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the last thing I want to hit on was the fact that um, you know, I mean, like you've mentioned the fact that you have all of these different you know musical interests and uh, that would not necessarily be able to fit in the the package that has been created for a Heart Attack Man. Are you uh, you know like? are you going to, you know, start a hardcore side project tomorrow? Like, you know, do you, do you want to explore these other musical genres that uh, exist outside of what you're doing currently? Oh yeah. I mean, I've been exploring everything kind of like, I've been doing that like this whole time, like on yeah. and off of had different side projects and stuff. Um, and I surely will continue to do that. You know, like, I feel like 
Um, I mean, right now I don't like anything, anything I got going on on the side is kind of on ice and like, you know, uh, not like we're very busy with hard tag, man. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like where I, I love incorporating different influences into heart attack, man. And like, I feel like we can really broaden our horizons and stretch the limits of like, there really are no limits of what we can do. I mean, I'm like, I, I like, we just released, uh, you know, a record and I'm already like thinking ahead, like, okay, what's next? Like what, what off the wall shit am I going to try on that? Like how far can I push this for myself and just how creatively, how can I push this creatively? You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm already, you know, thinking ahead, like working towards something, but like, yeah, I mean, sometimes inevitably there's going to be plenty of stuff that doesn't fall in there. There's going to be stuff that I'm like, okay, this, this might be better suited to like, it might be better suited to do, to do something else and like yeah. to do something else entirely. And yeah, I mean, that's always still on the table for me. Like I'm always, you know, I'm always like open to trying new stuff and like trying new projects and all that. Well, um, and and yeah, just like uh, parsing out what's best for like, whether it's something like, okay, this is something that is appropriate and fits for what I want to do with hard tag, man. And if not, how do I, how do I accomplish that? And right. how do I uh, portray that to the world? I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm putting the pressure on you now, Eric, that I expect in the next like year and a half for you to come out with a total, you know, knuckle dragging Cleveland hardcore like beatdown yeah. record. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I mean, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll call up, uh, call up some, some of the get get some of the old heads out of the woodworks, and you know, we'll, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I mean, feel you, like, you, can, uh, you can easily do, especially too, where it's like you can you can put that together, and then you know you'll be playing. This is hardcore in two years, and oh people God. will be like, oh, like. Eric was in like some, you know, terrible weirdo, like, you know, sort of like pop punk adjacent band, but like, this yeah. is so much better. <laughs> yeah, this is so much better. <laughs> well, Eric, that guy, I, from that, that guy from that whack pop punk band, what? <laughs> that Twitter guy? <laughs> yeah. I met some, yeah. I, we, when we were in Florida, I met, uh, there, there's this guy, Josh, who's like, who, uh, works a lot of the shows down there and everything. And like, he, uh, he's like a hardcore dude. And he was like, telling me he was just like straight up he's like dude like your your internet presence kind of sucks and i'm like right. yeah like, okay you know and, but like we like we talked for a while and like really hit it off he's like you know he right. wasn't like, he wasn't like your internet presence sucks i don't fuck with you but he's like he's like it, it was kind of funny because it's like he was like yeah I've, i definitely see you and like you're really funny sometimes and then i'll be like following for a little bit and then i just you're just on one and i just need to like unfollow or mute or something i'm like Hey man, you know, like, uh, that, that, like, I don't know. It's like, it was just funny, like talking about it to someone where he's like, you know, he's like, I don't really, I don't really fuck with your internet presence, but like we, you know, at that show that night is like, you guys, like, that was really fun to watch. You guys were really good. And like, the more we talked and everything he's like, he's like, damn, you guys are cool. Like, I like you guys. And he's like, I, I think I get it a little bit more now. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, but like, it's just, I don't know. It's a. Uh, that's fun. It's, well, it, it, it's it's fun for you to have those conversations because you can, especially where because you you know dish out the troll nature and then 
if you were not able to sort of accept that back where people would be like, oh, like, Eric, your internet presence kind of sucks. If you were like, you know, took offense to that, you'd be like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? It's like, yeah, dude, what do you mean? Dude, well, I mean, to, to circle back to it, it's like, I'm from fucking Cleveland. Like, that's like, it's a very Cleveland thing. You know what I mean? Cleveland has been, I feel like, especially when you get into the, in, to the hardcore side of things, it's like, that's, that's like woven into the fabric of how it is. You know what I mean? It's like, Cleveland's always been like, you know, you've had fucking annoying people making hardcore music from Cleveland. <laughs> yep. yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's totally Absolutely. true. <laughs> well, well, I, I, yeah. I, I very much appreciate you hanging out in the uh, basement yeah. of the show that you're playing. And uh, yeah, thanks for, yeah. thanks for doing this, my friend. Of course. There you have it. That was Eric from Heart Attack Man. And like I said, they are going to be going on tour with Spanish love songs in the next couple of months. So, uh, you know, follow along with their journey. I will have some links in the show notes in regards to where you can find the band on the internet. And if you found a podcast, then you absolutely will be able to find them on the internet. It's pretty, pretty simple. Next week, I have a great discussion with the capital G. I have Wes from American Nightmare. It's great. That's all I need to say. There. Conclusion. You're going to be tuning in next week. So that's what we got. Until then, please be safe, everybody. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.